Hello, folks. This is your host, Tammy Tucky, and you are now listening to the Tierra Talk Show. We bring you rare interviews with the makers of Disney magic. Whether they be singers, actors, Imagineers, animators, they have all made their mark on the Disney name. Be sure to check out the show notes, other episodes, contests, our social media pages from Facebook to Twitter, and more on our official website at www.thetierratalkshow.com. All guest opinions are theirs and theirs alone and do not represent the opinions of the Tierra Talk Show or the host. The Tierra Talk Show is not associated with the Disney Company. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode. And from all of us here at the Tierra Talk Show, have a hoop de doo day. I'm excited to welcome this week's Tierra Talk Show guest, singer Ali Oma, to the show. Welcome, Ali. Thank you, Tammy. Good to be here. It's so great to finally talk to one of my favorite performers in all the Disney attractions. But before we get to Disney, you know, as I said, you are a singer. And I would love to talk about how you kind of began in the music industry. And I read online that you you actually taught yourself how to play the guitar at 14 years old. So was that the inspiration to start writing songs and singing? Yes, I, I uh, my sister had a boyfriend who used to come serenade her. And that's how I got you. Uh, interested in learning the guitar and so he taught me a few chords and then left me on my own so I, I just uh, kept kept at it and really had no uh, dream of becoming uh, you know it, it just it was something that just sort of evolved on its own I actually my dream was to be a, a cartoonist for Disney if you can believe that I, I was an artist and uh, that was my my thing was that I wanted to do but I sort of fell into music and then started sort of performing in, uh, when I was in college at the University of Tampa. And, and from there, once I graduated, I sort of just kept, uh, kept going with it. I really, I really enjoyed what I was doing, and, and uh, it was just one of those things I just sort of, you know, I just fell into. I didn't quite like, this is my, my thing that I want to do. I, uh, I was performing in, Tampa, in the Tampa area at the time, and uh, I just uh, decided to call Disney and... Uh, at the time, the, the man who was in charge of all the talent was an, a man by the name of Bob Cross. Um, and I just called and, and made an appointment to go and audition for him. And, uh, and so they, they hired me to, I was sort of the relief person for three different venues. One was at the Gulf Resort, one was at the Polynesian Hotel, and one was at the, it was at the Lake Buena Vista, which, I mean, now it's like a whole other world that, that exists there, but... At the time, it was sort of just like a, a beautiful mall area that had a nice restaurant. And so one, one day of, you know, one, for three days, I would, I would perform in each one of those, you know, filling in for the person who had the normal, you know, five-day schedule or whatever. And then eventually they, they gave me the, the slot at the Polynesian at Captain Cook's Hideaway. So I became the, the, normal, the regular person that played there five, six nights a week. And what was one of your favorite guest experiences? Because, you know, we have a lot of cast members who come on the show. So what was the most unique experience for you at Walt Disney World? Well, I, I got to meet, uh, there, were, there was a group of uh, college students there. And um, I got this incredible letter a few days uh, after they had been there. And they wanted me to come perform at their college, which is St. Olaf's up in Minnesota. And, of course, I had no idea when I said, yes, I would come in January, <laughs> how cold it would be. 
but it it was a it was a really wonderful experience to to meet them and then get to do this uh, this concert up in their school. And we come kind of full circle because this year's the 35th anniversary of the American Adventure attraction, which is one of my favorite shows attractions at Epcot. And, um, you know, even my dad will say he's going to be listening to this episode. He just loves this specific segment in the show that is entitled Two Brothers. It has a song called Two Brothers, and it's about two uh, brothers who are participating in the Civil War, but on opposite sides. And you were the singer for this song. It's just a beautiful, gorgeous song, and you have such a lovely voice. And I would, I wanted to know what that audition process was for that particular song, because it sounds like not only are you harmonizing with yourself in the song, but you are also playing the guitar that is backed up by the, uh, I think, the Philadelphia Orchestra strings. I'm not quite sure. but Correct. Yeah, but so so what was that process like for you to finally get to audition and, and, and appear in an attraction? Well, this is a, a really interesting story. I did not audition. It was, I happened to move from Tampa to Los Angeles, and I stayed with a friend uh, before, while I figured out where I wanted to live in the city. And uh, so while I was staying with her, it just so happened that she was the project manager for the American Adventure. And one day she says to me, I want you to listen, I want you to listen to this song and I want you to learn it and put it on a cassette for me. And I said, really, do I have to do that? He goes, yes, just do it. (laughs) So I said, okay. So I did, I, I, I recorded into a cassette and she put it on her boss's desk. And, uh, and so he said to her, uh, who is this? Bring her in. I want to I meet her. And so what it was is that she, they had already had a, uh, they had a man record, I don't know who, but they had a singer, a, ma- a male, record the song. And my friend thought that it would be a much more touching, poignant uh, song if it came from a woman's point of view. And so th- that's what she wanted me to, she, she wanted her boss to hear it with a woman singing it. And that's how it happened. And the next thing I know, I'm in the studio working with Buddy Baker. And I'm, you know, it's like, I, I I'm, I'm can't believe this. And uh, it was also the beginning, the very beginning of digital, you know, digital recording. And so this was like the, the first state of the art uh, theater that was being built. And this was one of the first recordings that were done in the, with a digital process. But they, yeah, they recorded my voice and, and guitar at, at, over here at, at Disney Studios. And then uh, my friend actually got to go to Philadelphia and, and was present when the orchestra added the, added the strings and, you know, did their whole whatever, the, you know, the arrangement that they're playing behind it. What was it like for you to finally sit and watch the show and hear it and see the visuals that were accompanying the song? Oh, my gosh. I, I mean, I, I couldn't believe it. Uh, I, I actually got to see, a, I, I got invited to a little showing here. It was like a mini, they had a little mini replica of of the actual theater and everything. And they had invited the Coca-Cola and American Express, if I, if I recall correctly. They were the ones who had sponsored that uh, pavilion. And so I got to sit in there with, with those head guys and listen to it. But then to actually be in the theater was like, I, it was kind of, you know, I couldn't believe it. It was, it was pretty exciting. Um, it's funny, I used, to, I used to sing at a hotel that used to cater to a lot of uh, tours from all over the world. So I never knew who was going to, it was going to be a, a room full of Australians or Germans or Japanese people, whatever. But every, every so often they go, I think we heard you at Disneyland. And they would come back the following night and say, 
did you sing at this song? I, yes. Yeah. So it was, it's very cool. And a lot of people who grew up with Lilo and Stitch will recognize the song Aloha y Como Mai, which is the theme song to the Lilo and Stitch TV series, which I had seen many different times because I was the neighborhood babysitter. And I love the show, love the theme song. And you wrote this song. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah, I was I, just surprised when I found out. I co-wrote that with uh, Danny Jacob. And, and so it's like, okay, what came up with this little Hawaiian, Hawaiian rock and roll thing. And, uh, that was a that was a lot of fun to do. And again, I it's just you know the fact that I love animation so much and grew up watching Disney movies and and uh, you know wanted to be an animator. You know to to see that I mean the song is I have a on the actual like uh, stitch the movie. There's a video, uh, an animated video of the song. So it's like wow, you know. And I have and I found this. I have this stitch doll that is a. Uh, I was at Disneyland and I were, and I heard the song playing coming from somewhere in a store and there was a stitch doll in, in Hawaiian get up, you know, uh, dancing and the song was in, inside this, this doll. So I said, okay, I have to have one of those. <laughs> How did you go about doing the research to, to have authentic Hawaiian lyrics for the song? Well, I... Um, well, I'm, I'm Cuban, so I speak Spanish, and I had done a, like I said, with Danny Jacob, I had done another project and, and had written a, a kind of a mix of a English and Spanish thing. So when he called about this, I thought, well, maybe I should go see if there's a Hawaiian dictionary in the, the library kind of thing. And But, of course, you know, I mean, writing something literal and, and, and actually making it sense is two different things. And I'm, I'm sure there, I hope I didn't offend, you know, uh, Hawaiian people that speak, uh, you know, the Hawaiian language and and uh, that that kind of thing, but I actually did find, and it, again another fluky thing that happened. I was trying to find somebody who who was Hawaiian speaking, who could tell me if I was doing this correctly because I didn't want to like be you know botching the the language, and I somebody told me to call so and so that they had a dance uh, studio, and that the man was Hawaiian that ran it. I called him, and it turned out to be the uh, Ed. Uh, MOOC that actually is the person who did the character in the the TV show uh, of the uh, he's the Kumahula the 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 the, t- the, t- the dancer the teacher of 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 Lilo so he was he's actually Hawaiian and and so I I couldn't believe that I this is who I was talking to on the phone when when I spoke to him and so I was telling him what I was trying to do and so he looked at my lyrics and said well maybe I can. If you if you change this word to this to this one, whatever it it, it will work, and so that's <laughs> that's how it all kind of happened. Was that the uh, nomination that you had for for the daytime Emmy uh, regarding the song, or oh that no that was actually for I used to write for a, a soap opera called Passions, and and uh, it was on the air at NBC for about eight years, and uh, it was the first song that I wrote. For, for that show uh, that got uh, nominated, which was very another very cool thing. And there was another project I found on IMDb that you got to work on, which really surprised me because I really, I, I hadn't seen this film in a long time. It's not Disney, but it's still a really interesting film. It's uh, Balto 2, Wolf Quest, and they have very different, oh, yeah. yeah, they have really different uh, songs in it, and there's a song on there called Who You Really Are, and uh, you are, mm-hmm. you're, you're one of the vocals on a couple of these songs, especially this one, and I, I just adore it. So what was it like working on that project? Uh, well, that happened because I, um, 
when I first moved to LA, I met, I got to meet Amanda McBroom, who is a beautiful singer songwriter, and she wrote The Rose that Ben Midler made so famous. Uh, and this was this was a project that she wrote the songs with another friend of mine, Michelle Browerman, who's who's her accompanist and another fabulous singer songwriter as well. So they're the ones who who invited me to come and sing on this project with them. <laughs> it's really amazing how it comes full circle, and and you've been working on on so many things since you know the American Adventure and since Stitch. So would you like to talk about some of your latest projects? And and if you have a website, you can go ahead and let our listeners know because I know they're going to definitely want to see if they can you know you know buy an album or a song off of iTunes from from uh, one of your albums. Yeah, no, unfortunately I'm terrible, but I do not have a website. But I I, I need to get one put together. But I, I have I don't have one. But, uh, no, I just wanted to tell you quickly that um, one of the uh, a cool things that I did after I had done the, um, the American Adventure thing was um, when Disney did the, their first sort of bigger animation, they came back to do a big animation thing after sort of a, a many years of not really putting out any animated films was Streets of Gold from um, Oliver and Company in 1988. And um, I got to do the, the voice of the the Af the Afghan hound Rita and sing the song that by one of my favorite uh, artists was the Pointer Sisters and, and Ruth Pointer does a song in that movie uh, called Streets of Gold. And I got to sing that song, but in Spanish, in the, the Spanish version of it. And, and as well in, on uh, like the little mermaid, I, I sang on a bunch of just with, with a group of other, uh, you know, Spanish friend singers. Uh, we, we sing, we did all the, Backgrounds on the, on Kiss the Girl and Under the Sea and We Are the Daughters of Triton. We, we sang and all that stuff, all in <laughs> Spanish. I, I simply love your voice, Allie. I think it's gorgeous. And before I get into okay. my last couple questions, would it be all right? I don't want to feel like I'm putting you on the spot, but could you sing a little bit of Two Brothers for our audience? Okay, let's see. Uh, no guitar, a cappella, I guess. <clears throat> Two brothers on their way. Two brothers on their way, two brothers on their way, one wore blue and one wore gray. It's so beautiful. <laughs> no, I, I just, I was uh, getting chills and tingles while I heard you singing it. So I always do. Every time we've seen that scene, it's just, it's one of my favorites. Thank you so much for doing that. You, you made a Disney fan happy and, and everybody else who's going to listen to this is going to be so excited. Thank you. <laughs> And now our and now our final three Disney themed questions. I call them the Fab Three, and I ask them to every guest who comes on the show. So we'll start with the okay. Donald one, which is as a child, what Disney film was one of your favorites to see in the movie theater? Uh, I would probably say Bambi. There's there's several, but I, Bambi, uh, you know, and Dumbo, both of those I re I recall really vividly. And our, and our goofy question, what Disney character do you think would be your best friend if you met them in person? Uh, I, I think I'd, I'd say Thumper. <laughs> I think he, he'd, be a, he'd be a great friend. And our Mickey question, if I asked you to name any Disney song at this very moment, what immediately comes to mind? Well, I'd say Beauty and the Beast because I just went to see the movie <laughs> and it's beautiful. Thank you so much, well, Allie, for coming on the show. This, this was really a treat, and congratulations on the 35th anniversary of the American Adventure. You know, here's to another 35 years. Oh, thank you so much, Tammy. I really appreciate that. Yeah. 
Oh, Lord, a beautiful. 